Don't know what you had in mind But here we stand on opposing sides Let's go to war Let's go to war! Welcome to Talking Giants Cowboys Preview Week 17 Preview This episode means something This episode means something We win, the Eagles win And we are NCAA's champions And we are in the playoffs Win and we're in Also Eagles win I'm Bobby Skinner here with Justin Panic. We're presented by John Boy Media Justin man, how you feeling man? I got the, I got the playoff vibes going right now Bobby Skinner, Happy New Year um, it's been a it's been a, a wonderful year talking Giants with you. We got one more game left. We got one more game left. I know there's a, a lot on the line this game for many reasons, including reasons off the football field, and that's what a lot of people have been talking about this week. That's what a lot of people have been thinking about. But for one more game, Bobby, for one more game, and it's not going into and it's not going to be until the end of next year. This year. 2021 that we are going to have Giants football again so for one more Sunday for one more game suffer enjoy whatever you typically do on Sunday to watch Giants football because we are going to have an entire offseason to talk about all of the bad things that are happening with this team and then also a lot of the hope that we have for this football team we have an entire offseason to talk about it we will have eight nine months to talk about it Um, but for one more Sunday just enjoy it Root for the Giants like crazy because our our season lives do depend on it. They do, they do. You know who we depend on, Justin? Ooh, great transition. I love this. Yes. Who do we depend on? G-Man M. That's what his mm. name is. G-Man M. James Skinner, my brother. Um, wow. I like to keep like life and and work separate, so I kind of don't like him being in there, to be honest. Well, well he's a, a friend of the program. I met him, and he's a nice guy. Yeah. Well, you don't know the real him. And, oh, wow. and my other brother's name is Jason, but that's not him, Jason Cole. Justin, who are these mamma jammas? Jason, James, and G-Man, G, went to patreon.com. my sister's name, G-Man. Wow, really? Oh, nice. <laughs> Just a nope, I'm Skinner. not telling the listeners my sister's name. Skinner family reunion on the Talking Giants uh, first podcast of 2021. Um, they went to patreon.com slash talk. Whoa, that's not, is that? Yes, that is what I meant. Patreon.com slash talking giants. Um, Skinner family reunion all went to that website and they pay $2 a month to watch us as we record all of our episodes. And, uh, we need, we have nice talks pre and post show. And you also get access to, um, a monthly shirt raffles two times a month. I believe patreon.com slash talking giants. And they also get some nice magnets. Bobby sends you magnets in the mail. You are muted. First show of 2021 and you're muted. You're talking and you're muted. 
You were um, going. It's because it's the day. My my microphone's not lighting up. You know, like it does at night. Um, I was gonna say I've been slacking with the the um the magnets, but because I didn't have stamps for a while, and I was trying to budget. But I went and got stamps the other day, and I I sent like fifteen magnets the other day, so they'll be there Boom. soon. Also, before we get into this preview, I know we're you know, but this very well may be the last season episode of the year. It very well may be. So last year. We took it to thank the listeners. I want to do that again. I want to do that again. We're going to put out a, a, a YouTube video after the season. But I do sincerely want to say thank you to the listeners. We, our numbers have grown, grown, grown so much compared to 2019. We've been hitting on new platforms, new people, making connections. It's been a really cool year for Talking Giants. Like I don't just say that to say it. Like It's been really cool to see this thing grow. And that's because our listeners, it's because our listeners are diehards and they feel like they're one of us because they are one of us. Like we try to include you guys in everything like we, so it's, it's been really fun. Um, and this is what I want to do. We don't ask for this much, please. Cause some, you know, some of you may be diehard listeners, but you also like, Hey, I don't want to listen to a giants podcast in the off season. And I get that. Like the, the next episode you may listen to is, you know, we signed somebody in free agency. I get that. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend I would listen to you know, a New Jersey Devils podcast in the off season. I'll probably just listen to the end season. I don't listen to either because I'm not that big of a hockey guy, but nonetheless, you catch my point. Please, please, if you have an iPhone, you know someone that has an iPhone, you're near them, you have an iPad, please leave us a five-star rating review on the Apple Podcast app. Please, that makes a huge difference. We don't ask you guys to do that a lot. We haven't asked you guys in like a month. Please, um, it, it, it really makes a big difference to us. And honestly, we're heading into if if this is the end, this we're heading into a stretch where we're not going to get any reviews. Like we don't, you're not going to get reviews, you know, season over until the draft. The draft is the next time you start getting reviews. So please, it takes you ten seconds. Literally, do it right now, right now. I'm talking to you right now, Richard. Come on, little Richard. Freaking leave a rating and review. Leave a rating and review. It's the easiest thing you could do to support us. And I think it's one of the bigger things because it helps us be discovered more. Yes. So, but seriously, thank you. The listeners, you guys have been awesome. It's been fun this year. Um, I ha- Having more and more of an audience has like, even through losses, it's like, oh, we got our, you know, we got our audience there that understands us. So it's been cool. It's been cool to see the thing grow. Um, and I think 2021, like it's going to grow even more and more faster and faster. You know, you know what they say? The more you grow, the more you grow. Yeah. Thank you for... Um, being along with us throughout this entire way because there have been some things that we had planned for 2020 that didn't happen. Um, some fun things because of the Corolla COVID-19, um, which has been which affected everybody differently. But we didn't do some of the things that we wanted to do. Bobby was going to come up a little bit more to the East Coast. We would have done some other videos. We would have done some other podcasts like live where we're actually looking at each other. I think that would have been a cool experience. Bobby would have went to some Giants games. We would have did some stuff at training camp. We had some other things planned. So uh, we're excited for 2021 too going forward. So the more you support five-star ratings, uh, reviews, that helps us grow even more. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't, th- can't thank you enough. Um, your support means everything. Excited for another big year. It does. It does. And thank you for the guy who left the one star review as in like a strategic, like looking for people to get one star. That being said, we only need one of those guys. We only need one of those guys to do that. Um, yeah. Somebody left a one star review and left the one star review strategically to say, 
Here is, here is for the people that automatically go to the one-star reviews to see what they say. And then he left a nice review. So Bobby said it's chess, not checkers, which that's exactly what it is. So that was great. Very smart and savvy if you're listening. So thank you for that. But we only need one of those. And our one-star <laughs> reviews, there's no like one-star review like where it's like actually it's just like these guys suck. Like it's people yeah. that don't like us. There really is no one-star reviews of like they do this. Like there's no detailed now, I'm, I wouldn't like encourage me. somebody to do that, but screw you. All right, let's let's get into the podcast. Let's, we got a playoff game. Yeah. We got a, we got a week seventeen game to win. Let's get back focus, back focus. With all due respect to the listeners, let's focus on the Dallas Cowboys. With all Justin, due respect to New Year's, we played them in week five. We played them in week five. This team has changed since. I want to talk about our offense. One, Daniel Jones probably going to be limited again. I mean, he basically admitted that, which was kind of wild for someone who doesn't say anything to the media. Justin, man, this is a big game for Daniel Jones, regardless of what happens in Sunday Night Football. This is a big game. Playoffs on the line. Like, end this season on a high note, if you can. Do whatever is in your possibility to end this season on, on a high note. We talked about the Ravens game, although the, the stat book didn't look great, but he actually played really well and seemed like everyone else he watches all 22 thought the same. End this season on on a high note against a defense that isn't good. Like the Cowboys defense is not good. This game is not, you know, this isn't the Baltimore Ravens, you know, where, you know, they're just, they're just out talented. They just outmatch you. And, and basically every, every position group, this is a variable, very winnable game against an undisciplined defense. And we'll talk about ways to do it, but this is a game. Daniel Jones, to me, he's got to play well and have, you know, what we saw in 2019, have one of those four touchdown games, three touchdown games. I know this offense kind of limits it, but we saw Jason Garrett get more aggressive this past week than he has all season, by far. And that's coming off the heels of their most aggressive game that just happened to be under Freddie Kitchen. So I don't know if those are connected. Jason Garrett, I know, you know, but also Jason Garrett, like you're playing Dallas. You got a chance to keep Dallas at the playoffs. Like you can't tell me that doesn't mean something to Jason Garrett. Um, so, man, this this to me has to be a big game for Daniel Jones. This is the weakest opponent offensively and defensively that we have played since the Cincinnati Bengals. And since the first half of the season, Bobby, the games that the Giants have been expected to win, they've won. You know, and I they <laughs> the, the 2020 Giants don't deserve much credit for for what they've done, you know, winning 5 games against how many how, however many backup quarterbacks and against the bad NFC East. But the games that some of the Giants have expected to win, they have won. Um, and this is a very, not a weak opponent, but I think Dallas is getting a little bit too too much credit for their three-game winning streak. Yes, they've put up over 30 points the last three games, um, but the offense has only acquired and gained over 300 yards in one of them, and that was last week against Philadelphia. And the last three weeks, the defense has, has, has uh, forced turnovers, three turnovers, four turnovers, and another three turnovers last week against Philadelphia. So they've benefited off of turnovers. Now, that's a good sign for the Cowboys that they are being a good enough team to benefit off of those turnovers and turn those into points. But and you know, are, are we thinking of this offense and are we thinking of the Dallas Cowboys as a football team as a unit that will absolutely light us on fire and then Daniel Jones and the offense needs to keep up with that pace? I don't think so. That shouldn't be the expectation. And also... Even amongst this winning streak, the defense has been allowing a lot of yards. So that is what still gives me hope. And they, this defense has not turned it around. They have not found their identity under Mike Nolan. If anything, they've gotten worse talent-wise because they've traded away talent. Um, 
you know, Alden Smith isn't lighting the world on fire. I think I think Randy Gregory is a better football player than Alden Smith right now. That's that's they have the same amount of quarterback hits, and and I, Randy Gregory did some nice thing nice things against Philly last week. So Bobby, I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited to see, especially what this Giants offense will do, because we've seen some great elite performances out of this Giants defense, but this Giants offense has an opportunity against a weak unit. I'm excited to see Andrew Thomas one more time. One more time, Andrew Thomas, in an ever-important game against three talented edge rushers. You know, Randy Gregory, talented, had his issues. Alden Smith, talented, had his issues. Demarcus Lawrence is getting paid the big bucks. Um, I'm excited to see this offense operate one more time and try to take advantage of a lackluster unit. Yeah, and you mentioned Andrew Thomas, and and we'll get into um, some of the takes I have on, on the Dallas defense. But in that Dallas game, that wasn't like... Andrew Thomas wasn't embarrassed in that game. He just had he had one really bad play that led to a strip sack. And even then, he was pushing the guy 10 yards back in the pocket that turned into a strip sack that was returned for a touchdown. But, like, overall, Thomas wasn't horrible in that game. But we saw him get embarrassed on Thursday night versus the Eagles. And then two weeks later against the Eagles, play extremely, extremely well against the same players. So he's shown to be able to grow and against the same players where instead of those same players like being able to work on him – He's been able to work on them, where he's like, I have this on you now. So, uh, I, th- I think he should be good. Now, and their defense is an undisciplined defense. It's similar to Seattle to me, although I think Seattle has a little more talent. Um, you know, Seattle overall is not great, but it's like they have guys like Jamal Adams, um, Bobby Wagner, uh, where Dallas probably has more talent on, up on the D-line. Um, but they are undisciplined defense on all facets in the pass in the run, their front seven can be lazy at times. Now, they're not, I don't expect them to be lazy in this game because it's, it's do or die. But there's ways to attack an undisciplined defense, and this is what frustrated me about the way we played Seattle, even with Colt McCoy. How do you attack an undisciplined defense? You force them to make decisions. You force them to make decisions. And I put out a tweet about this. Attack areas. Attack areas and force them to make mistakes. So you have two routes working in the intermediate game. Well, guess what? You got to make it. They got to make a decision of who to cover, and if they cover both of those, we'll put a check down underneath, and then that's wide open. And it actually it was there in the first Dallas game. Like it was those, Devonta Freeman was getting some checkdowns and, yeah. and yak. So th- like those kind of opportunities are there. Attack areas. They're undisciplined. You don't you don't attack an undisciplined defense by trying to nickel and dime your way down the field. That plays into a defense like that's hands, and like we did versus Seattle. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of this, but like we did versus Seattle, run those three tight end sets because they are going to screw up their gap responsibilities in the run game. They're going to screw it up. They're going to make some good plays, but they're going to screw it up. And they're the worst run defense in the NFL. They average, they let up five yards per carry. They give up uh, 161 yards per game. And you remember like how bad our run run offense was in the beginning of the season? This was the game that turned around our running off. And our, it wasn't even spectacular. Like it, the first four games, 58 carries for 160 yards, 2.8 yards per carry for the Giants running backs. This game, uh, 22 carries for 84 yards, 3.8 yards per carry. And we've gotten better since. This, this is kind of the game that propelled the run offense to get better, where before that it was, it was like a record low. This is I the feel worst. like this was the first game in which we started to put forward Caden Smith as a lead blocker. It is. It, it, that's literally what it was. Um, so against this undisciplined defense, 
put more bodies out there, they're going to screw up their gaps. They're not going to have guys in the right places. They're going to take chances, and they're going to screw up. And that's going to lead to big plays in the run game. So commit to the run in this game and commit to doing it like, hey, they're going to just keep going. They're going to. They're going to bust. They're going to bust. And we talk about big plays. You can have big plays in the run game. Mm-hmm. And this is the type of defense you can. They're a bad run defense, man. I, You could probably hear it in my voice. I'm like all jacked up like a juju bean right now. We can freaking we can score a lot of points on this Dallas defense. We should score. Now, I know we scored 34 last time. One was on the pick six, so 27. But they took points off the board for us last time. Two touchdowns. We can put up points on this undisciplined Dallas defense. We have was Sterling. I don't think Sterling was Sterling Shepard even back for that game. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think he was. I, I, a lot of CJ board that game. Yeah, but you got Sterling Shepard back. Darius Slayton. Well, I actually I'm going to talk about Darius Slayton a little later. So there's a little hint. I, I keep, we've oh. been giving it away every week. Um, <laughs> probably not going to have Golden Tate, but Dante Pettis. He's a guy with some talent. Um, he can have some big plays against an undisciplined defense. Take take some shots to Dante Pettis. See what his speed can do. This is a game where our offense needs to put up points. This We need to put up points because their offense, like you said, has been great the last three games, but it has been a lot better. Yes. Yeah, their offense has been a lot better, but also going back to the same point that I made a little while ago, you know, this is the weakest Giants defense. This is the weakest Giants defense. This is the weakest team that the Giants defense has faced or Giants offense has faced since the Cincinnati Bengals game, and the same applies on both sides of the ball this game. Dallas is the weakest team that the Giants have played since after the bye week, and that applies on both that applies on both sides of the ball. So, Bobby, can we talk about approaches to how we want I I because I approaches to how we want a game plan against the Cowboys offense? Go for it because this this is a game where I just want to say screw it. If Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup are going to go up and get you know, maybe a jump ball like they did because uh, Andy Dalton was fearless when he came in that first game. I don't think it's fair to judge that second half when Andy Dalton came in week five because the team has changed, the game plans have changed, the offenses has just changed so much, and the Giants are now preparing for Andy Dalton versus they were preparing for Dak Prescott the first time. But I'm at a point seeing how bad the Giants have gotten beat over the middle of the field the last few weeks. I want to be aggressive. I want to get Andy Dalton on the ground. Kyler Fackrell's back, which is big. I want to get Andy Dalton on the ground. I want to blitz him. I want to force him into mistakes. And I want to be aggressive. I would rather lose being aggressive versus lose being conservative and allowing a lot lot of yards after the catch. That's my approach this weekend. Yeah. See, but we could put up up points on offense this week. So that's why I'm a little more, be a little more conservative. Stay and, within the game plan usually, and yeah. the fact that they're banged up in the O line. They don't. Zach Martin's probably not going to play for them this week. So, Shh. I'm actually kind of, you know, don't get me wrong. Take chances. Take take some chances. Like, I, but I, I don't think this should be a like all out blitz game, and it, and it won't be. But um, I actually think, uh, you know, like you said, this is the worst offense we've played since Cincinnati. I guess. Yeah. You, no, definitely since Cincinnati. So yeah, I mean, play within the game. Yeah, Andy Dalton's going to get some checkdowns and stuff. Uh, but especially when they have the big play guys, I mean, and even in this three game, I mean, CD lamb, he's had in this three games, 10 catches, 196 scalp, 11 for 170 Cooper, 10 for 182. So they spread it around. Yeah. Dalton's been completing almost nine yards per attempt. Um, so overall they haven't been like crazy, but that's good. Zeke's been running the ball. Well, 
So I actually am like, hey, play, play this a little, you know, play, play your game, Patrick Graham. Don't think because of what happened last week that you got to throw the whole playbook out. Because, I mean, as much as, like, the defense, we were kind of disappointed, the Ravens are a very unique and very good offense. I mean, they're the best rushing offense in the NFL, and it's not like our run defense just all of a sudden sucked. Like, we, sh- we yeah. shut down the Browns' run offense. What the Ravens do is very unique. They have a very unique player at quarterback. So I don't. I wouldn't want that Ravens game to be like uh, we got to throw. We got to throw it away. What we're doing. I think also we've been playing a lot of teams, and I'm trying to find this. Um, here it is. Let's see. Where are the Dallas Cowboys in the pre-snap motion ranks? Oh, look at that. Dallas Cowboys are actually below us. They utilize pre-snap motion less than we do. So we've Analytics been playing Mike a- McCarthy. We, we've been playing a lot of teams, uh, the Cardinals, the the Ravens, uh, the Cleveland Browns with Kevin Stefanski, are you kidding me? Where those teams are very, you know, very analytically driven. And what those teams do is they utilize pre-snap motion. They utilize motion at the snap and that confuses defenses. And you heard defensive personnel. Um, I think Blake Martinez even came out and said, we were not expecting the pre-snap motion that the Ravens threw at us. And that confused us before the snap or your eyes are in the backfield, uh, eyes are looking at certain guys, and you're not following the ball, you're not following the linemen, uh, you're not doing the things that you are that you're, that you want to do. So hopefully, pre-snap, our defense can read things a lot better. This is going to be the second time that they're seeing them this year. Hopefully that things can be a lot easier on our defense this game. So maybe I'm overreacting a little bit due to recency bias, but I think I would still rather see the Giants just be aggressive, try to put the quarterback on the ground, this game, instead of allowing these very talented skill position players to just have their way with us. So. Yeah. But, I mean, Bradbury shut down Amar in that first matchup. Yep. Darnay Holmes being back, which I think we'll see him back. Like, I think we're expecting Darnay Holmes to be back. I'm on CeeDee Lamb. I mean, that was actually a pretty good matchup. And this, the big the difference is we got um, Isaac Eden playing instead of Ryan Lewis. And remember yes. Ryan Lewis getting beat over the top. That game, which was yeah, uh, CD Lamb had a good game too, but I think they they weren't playing. The only time where they were I really hitting remember... CD Lamb over the middle, and it was Dak yeah. Prescott perfect throws. Like yeah. that's that's how, you know. I think I even had like Darnie Holmes as my. I, I can't remember, but like we were doing a good, we were playing a good defense. But C, I mean, Dak was putting perfect throw, and remember CD kept on getting lit up as soon as he caught the ball. Yeah, because it, it was just perfect throws in traffic. To yeah. CD Lamb. I don't expect Andy Dalton to be doing that, so. Yeah, let's go. Let's do um, it. Let's win. Yeah, man. Let's freaking win. Let's win. I I, I really am excited for this game. I'm I I'm just pumped, man. Like we have a chance. We have a chance to like this this we haven't had this feeling in a long time. This do yeah. or die feeling. And uh it's good. And Kyler Fackrell's back. Fackrell. Glad to have him back. Yeah. Um, we have all off season to talk about how bad the Nate Solder situation is. We're going to be getting trade Saquon questions all offseason. We're going to be getting, uh, wow, I can't believe they kept Gettleman. Wow, I can't believe they kept Garrett. Oh, what are we going to do at OC? We have all offseason to talk all about that. So buckle in. Win. Stay with us. We will talk about it. But win this Sunday. Win. Win. Win, win, win. Boom, boom, boom. All right, let's take a break and welcome Danny King onto the program. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We welcome on 
not for the this is the last this will not be the last time we do this segment it will not it will not be the last time we welcome on danny king for weather and trivia how you doing danny doing good looking forward to a win on sunday and in major news my weather map over here is actually going to be correct this week it's the first time since since i started doing it it's going to be possible light rain at around kickoff with 40 degrees and feel like temperature 34 degrees so it's going to be no one's gonna be miserable because there's gonna be no fans there but it looks like it's gonna be raining for the majority of the game uh says the precipitation goes up the probability goes up as the night goes on but who knows it might might be a rainy game a little bit here and there. But, hey, good news. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are calling our game. That's fun. That's how important this game is as ESPN goes off in the background. That's where we are. Uh, and then final trivia question of this – oh, not the final trivia question. I'm going to have to find more trivia questions after this week. Uh, who oh, holds yeah, the most run- – What do you mean I screwed up? Uh, when the Giants advance to the playoffs? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I have a good trivia question for when we play the Bucks. Oh, okay. Well, I like that. We'll go with that. The playoffs. It was a loss to the Giants <laughs> in 2007. <laughs> what a trivia question. If All right, who holds the most rushing yards in a single game against Dallas? It's a great question. Um, we are not in the 60s, 70s, or 80s. None of those. Um, Otis Anderson. Bobby, what is your guess? I am just going to say... Tiki Barber. None of those are correct, unfortunately. It was Rodney Hampton in 1995. 34 carries for 187 yards against the Dallas Cowboys. What's the most rushing yards in a single game against thy Dallas Cowboys? And now for my Zoom background change of the week. Last week, I made fun of Des Bryant because, you know, it's Des Bryant. Guys, he's make fun of. And then he scored a touchdown. Pharma. Karma, or well, oh, karma doesn't real. exist. But uh, this week, I want one thing more than anything. Besides the win, I want to see Jerry Jones crying. Can you see that? I want to see Jerry Jones upset in his press box. I want him yeah. to be sad as he watches his team lose and their hopes that the NFC East championship dies in MedLife Stadium. Because the last time the Cowboys lost in MedLife Stadium, it wasn't even to the Giants. It was to the New York freaking Jets. That's a problem. That was, so that, was, that was last year. That was last year. That was Leonard Williams' last game as a New York Jet. That was. Look, uh, so, yeah, look at that. what Justin doing right look, now. Look, I'm doing. I'm doing my Jerry Jones impersonation. Very good. That's what I want to see on Sunday. Jerry Jones, sad. Here, I'll do my Jerry Jones impersonation. No, I'm just kidding. Oh God. Oh for, for no. The, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Bobby. Bobby was about to make some. Um, just kidding. Some just male kidding. An, male anatomy references. I'm going to read Giuliani you, from Borat. It, also, this but this is what this is what the YouTube crowd has has done to us. Oh, we love the YouTube crowd, but the podcast crowd—that's our first. That's our you know our 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 loyals, are our first because we we were first on the podcast app before YouTube. Bobby is currently wearing cheese it a cheese it head with a clear I got cheese on my head, but don't call me a cheese head. Right, sorry, my apologies, but um, with a clear Andy Reid face shield. And that's why he sounds muffled right now. So, uh, Bobby, is how it was muffled? The che- Can I was- talk over the microphone like this? No, that's not. It's not great. How was the cheese at bowl? It was. It was a great time. The Miami was down twenty-one zero, and I was like, "Why did we come here?" And then it became a very close game, and then Miami lost. Uh, but because of social distance- distancing, we literally our tickets were literally the very top row because we got the literally the cheapest tickets. But we just moved down to the bottom, so it was cool. 
That screenplay. Why'd he run a screenplay on that fourth down call? Keevitz. Oh, I don't know. That was so stupid. That was so stupid. I, I don't understand. I didn't under, like it's fourth and nine and you run a screenplay. And then like two plays before that, there was just a beautiful pass down to the 10 yard line. Guy dropped it. Frustrating. Um, anyways. All right. Fantasy draft. Uh, so at week 17, because there, there's a three-man rotation for the order. So what I did is last place myself. Um, I will be pick. I got the pick where I pick. I'm picking third. Uh, Danny, you are in second place. You you decide to pick first. Justin, you'll be picking second. So I'm down by 99 points for the year. But I will say, I think I set the record for points last week. I don't think anybody else has put up a 50 burger. I had 50.6 points last week. I don't think anyone else has put up a 50 burger. So congratulations, I'm, talking I'm giants. Pretty record. confident. I'm the only person that's put up 50 points, even though I'm in last place. Danny, you have 505 points off a 31 point outing. You're 57 points behind Justin. And then Justin, unless unless we're in the playoffs, you basically wrap this thing up. You had 35 points last week. You're at 562. You'll be picking second. So congratulations, Justin. But probably not because we're going to the playoffs. Hey, I'm a Talking Giants Patreon uh, champion of that fantasy league. I'm a John Boy Media champion of that league. Um, I'm just really good at fantasy. Okay. Seventh place in the Giants Podcasters League. It's because I'm great friends with snacks. That's why. Eh, don't give him too much credit. All right, let's <laughs> do it. Danny, you had the first pick. Who are you going this week? Uh, I'm going to go Wayne Gallman. Uh, the guy, the Cowboys have the worst ranked run defense on pro football reference. So, and the Eagles were doing a good job at opening holes against the Cowboys off the line. So Wayne Gallman had a down week, but I get the feeling the Giants will be able to run the ball a lot more this week. Cause I don't think they'll be as down as much as they were. So give me Wayne Gallman to run down the Dallas Cowboys throats. I like it. I think Gallman's going to have a big game. Justin, who do you got? Uh, give me Michael Gallup. Oh. Thought that was gonna allow, fall. That was that. a great pick. Give me Michael Gallup had a insane week last week. Now it typically it's been very hot or cold for some of these Dallas wide receivers. Andy Dalton, we talked about in the first half of the show, and he's been doing a good job of spreading the wealth. But on a game by game basis, uh, most of the time somebody's gonna have a big game, and then the other two maybe have an average game or a below average game. Um, but because James Bradbury is largely gonna be on Amari Cooper, give me Michael Gallup. He may break out you know maybe have uh three catches for 50 yards and a couple big plays and in this fantasy league an eight point fantasy day is a good day is it um <laughs> right, i'm going darius slayton which i will explain later Ooh. hint hint and then i'm going zeke i'm going zeke for my second for my you know my snake pick i mean you get the dallas cowboys starting running back um in a game that will probably be close i'm, I'm just it's, it's just the smart money right there i'm going to zeke elliott Great, great pick. Hope you, it's you, Justin. Oh, it's me. Lovely. Um, I hope Ezekiel only gets negative five points. Me too. Um, I, I lost, so I don't really care. I just want the Giants to win. Give me Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard yeah, was not I was hoping he'd snake back around. But was not available um the first game around. And he had a big day last week. Caught a touchdown pass, had a lot of catches at 70 yards. Uh big fantasy day last week for Sterling Shepard. I hope he continues to be very relevant and think he could be a big factor this game. So give me Sterling Shepard. Odds are Golden Tate not playing. Odds are. So Sterling Shepard's going to be running out of the slot. I would hate that if we don't have Golden Tate. I'm going to be honest. I didn't like Austin Mack. Didn't, didn't do me last week. That what sounds about Dante wrong. Dante Pettis? Dante, oh, yeah. Pettis. Dante Pettis. I Dante Pettis. I forgot if he 
he played well last week. I mean, Giants fans are going to riot if he doesn't play like the entire game. So we'll see what happens with that. My next pick, I'm going to go with. I'm going to have to go with CD Lamb. I mean, like, how can you not go CD Lamb? <laughs> okay. Yeah. How can you not go CD Lamb? The guy is impressed. I mean, maybe Darnay Holmes will actually play this week. Is it bad that I didn't realize Darnay Holmes didn't play until I watched the Giants all 22? I, I, it I was is like, bad. I was like, where's Darnay Holmes? Didn't realize that. That game was dreadful, but hopefully he'll be back this week. And then my next pick is going to be Evan Ingram, the tight end of the New York Giants. Um, if he plays Sunday, it would be the first time in his NFL career he has played every single game. Wow. Pro All Bowl. Right. I got that tweet already lined up. I'm going to put that out now just so because I feel fancy. But he played 15 games in 2017. I don't know why. He no, you can't here. tweet it. You have to tweet it out on game day once we tweet know it out he's on playing. Game day. If anyone steals the tweet, I will fight you. Anyone. I will fight you. I'm going to but, tweet it out. Yeah, yeah, I know you are, but I'm going to give Evan Ingram. No, I won't tweet it out. I'm not Evan Ingram, please, please play well for us. Pro Bowler. Hey, he had a touchdown the last game. I mean, he basically, like, he almost had a receive. It should have, remember, it was a should be receiving touchdown. Oh, is that that stupid Camp Fleming uh, illegal motion call? He had two yes. touchdowns. He had a rushing touchdown. Yep. Only one on the books because the rushing touchdown actually counted. My big hot take of 2019 was that Evan Ingram was going to have a touchdown, a, a rushing touchdown, um, and I was a year, I was a year early. Uh, my next pick is going. It has to be Amari Cooper, right? Number one wide receiver uh, for Dallas, and I know the James Bradbury effect is real, but maybe there is a chance that Bradbury is going to be um, not following Cooper exclusively. So um, give me Amari Cooper at this point, number one wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Amari Cooper. I mean, Bradbury did shut him down, but at at that at this point, you got to take Amari Cooper. All right, next. So, Danny went Wayne Gallman, and I think that's a really good first pick, even though he's number three on my big board. But you know who is going to get yards if Wayne Gallman doesn't get him? Alfred Morris, Alfredite Nation, baby, stand up. He averages more yards per carry than Wayne Gallman. People don't talk about. Like, here's something that bothers me when people are like, why don't they give Wayne Gallman the ball more? Why do they do this rotation? It's like, well, because it works. Alfred Morris is averaging more yards per carry. Like, it, the rotation is literally working. So, stick with the rotation. Maybe I'll get a touchdown out of it. I'm going Alfred Morris. And then I already lost this season, so I'm going big or going home. Dante Pettis season, man. I love this guy. He's fast. He wears number 13. He's going to be a beast. I'm, I can't wait to talk about him all offseason and of his potential. He's wide receiver depth. Dante Pettis season is in full effect. Did you guys see how I, I strategically, I strategically posted the video of Dante Pettis making a catch, even though the nice Daniel Jones throw. So it'd be like, Hey, I'm focusing on Dante Pettis. Everybody else can tweet it about like, wow, look at the throw by Daniel Jones. Freaking mind of a maniac, right? You are genius. Absolute genius. Genius move. You're just the smartest guy alive. Alfred Morris is a better backup running back than Wayne Gallman. Should we talk about that more? Alfred Morris has done more for Let's, this team. If, you know, if week 17, Freeman. we're making the playoffs. We are a team. We are not turning guys against each other. Alfredite Nation, Gallmanite Nation, let's work together. Let's work together to build a better Los Angeles. George Lopez, if you if you watch that show. Um, I, I, I have all Cowboy players right now, and I hate this. Um, so gen- I genuinely hope Good I lose shepherd. this week. Genuinely hope I lose. Um, because really, uh, I'm not taking Lewis. I'm, uh, Morris is gone. Slayton's gone. Uh, I'm not toy Lolo. No, no, I'm taking Dalton Schultz. Come on, dude. You could have toy Lolo hasn't been picked once this year. He also has like five catches. (laughs) He raised highly. 
and Giants uh, grades every week because he is run blocking. Just kidding. That's not true. Danny, you can put you you got. I mean, you got the backup running back in Tony Pollard, which is big. Caden Smith, maybe Caden Smith gets his first touchdown of the season. Um, maybe you give Levine Toy Lolo just so we can say like, hey, dude, we put you in the fantasy draft. This could be history right here, Danny. Who is your possible last pick? But probably not because we're going to win. Of the gonna, 2020 season. Man, there's a lot riding on this. Do I give Levine Toilo the, the chance? I said I double-owed it. But, or do I go Tony Pollard, who will guarantee me points and possibly make this closer for when we go to the playoffs? Levine Toilolo has a very beautiful wife who has more oh. of a social media presence than he does. I thought Levine would have done more for us this year. I'm going to have to take Tony Pollard. Wow, what a bad guy move. I'm going to take Tony Pollard. I'm going, to bad guy I'm going to guarantee myself points. So when we go to the playoffs, Justin, I'm right behind you. Okay. Okay, that's a long con. I can I mean, respect it. If you gain it. 20 points with this week, which is you know doable, you're down by 37. 20. You, you need a divisional round to get 20 points a week. It's, 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 not, it's not undoable. I don't see nothing wrong with that. That all seems very much reasonable. Week four, I was down by 60-plus points in this, and I'm – you know, right now I'm at I'm 99 points down. Now so, you win it every week. So I've I've you know I've gotten better as the season went along. You know, like I got off to a slow start. I, I you know I just set the record for most points. You keep on trying to give yourself like little attaboys, and it's a very piss poor effort uh, on your part. You you look weak right now. It's you facts. Don't. It's facts. <laughs> facts. Facts and Jackson. Facts Kellerman. Joe's McFly says that, and I think that's so funny. Facts, Kellerman. Um, it's terrible on the radio. Terrible on the radio. What? Big conversation. Big conversation today um, in New York. The, the New York talk radio crew that like, that likes to listen to like 98.7 ESPN. The fact that ES, ESPN in a 19-hour in span has like eight shows, and everybody only talks for two hours except Michael K. Oh, that's they lost Levitard. Yes, yes. So everybody's talking about Matt Levitard made a joke saying that he wasn't um, Cuban and that his dad his dad wasn't Cuban, who's like so obviously Hispanic that he's actually dug from Des Moines and people were like these these dudes like this is clearly joking. People got so mad at them. Is that why they're being replaced? Like that one thing? No, they were leaving already, but this oh. was just like I don't know. They're putting I don't, Bird- even, I don't even know what they're doing next, honestly. I I'm, you know, I've watched Levitard on TV. I, I tried turning into his radio show once, and I just couldn't get into it. It seems like one of those jokes where it's like it's just a lot of or shows where it's a lot of inside jokes, and you got to be in, like in. Yeah. And I just didn't feel like I wasn't gonna, you know, dedicate that time to be in and in, in on the Den Levitard show. Yeah, they're putting. And I think uh, he's kind of annoying sometimes too, to be honest. Canty Rothenberg and somebody else. I'm Stugatz. forgetting. Who Stugatz? They're putting Stugatz on with with them. Oh, at... never mind. No, Stugatz is with Dan Levitard. Yeah, no, no. They're they're doing Rothenberg, Canty, and somebody else. Um, Who is it... Rothenberg? I see him on Twitter all the time. Yeah, Dave Dave Rothenberg. He's a big, huge Giants fan. Huge Giants fan. That's actually somebody that I would I would like to have uh, connect with eventually. Huge Giants fan. He's the biggest Giants guy on ESPN. His ESPN is a jet. It's a jet station. ESPN ninety eight seven is a jet station. But I like the radio hosts that are on ESPN more than WFAN, but WFAN is obviously a giant station since that's the flagship station. So Rothenberg and Canty, both of those guys together, obviously Chris Canty, so they can talk about the Giants. So they have the 5 to 8 a.m. slot, and I like that for them. You know, I drive into work, so I'll be able to listen to them instead of, uh, 
the the national telecast that they have that replaced Golick, uh, Mike and Mike, they're terrible. Uh, Carry on Johnson's not fun. Carry on Johnson's on the radio. I, yeah, from like eight to ten a.m. He hosts like a national radio show. What are people gonna realize great. that athletes aren't entertaining? All right, let's let's move on. Um, this is a we, we need to focus on the playoffs, guys. All right, giant factors. Danny, who is your giant factor for the week seventeen versus the Dallas Cowboys? The bad boys are coming, but uh, my giants factor this week. It's going to be Kyler Fackrell. I've already chosen him once this year, but the Giants need to get a pass rush going on the Dallas Cowboys. Last week, their right tackle, Terrence Steele, was abused by, I believe, Brandon Graham. I'm not comparing Kyler Fackrell to Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham is a much better player than Kyler Fackrell. But last week, uh, Terrence Steele gave up like six pressures, and he was just getting pushed back by Brandon Graham all, all game. It was, it was, he was manhandling him. Kyler Fackrell and Jabal Shear as well need to develop a pass rush on Andy Dalton and make him uncomfortable in the pocket. I don't know what it's going to take to make that pass rush possible. Where they, I know they're not going to put him on uh, Kyle Fackrell on Terrence Steele all game, but get something going against Andy Dalton, make him uncomfortable in the pocket. So that's why Kyle Fackrell, for coming off injury, we need him because we don't have many good edge rushers as it is already. So Kyle Fackrell, you're my Giants factor. I'm, I'm breaking rules one more time. Also, Jason Garrett, please grow a pair, dig deep into your playbook, and make this game something. This is your last shot probably at the Giants office coordinator to make an impression on possibly your future boss. So, Jason Garrett, grow a pair, be a man, call a great game, and Kyle Fackrell, you are my Giants factor. Now I'm going to have to run and grab a charger for my laptop so you two continue with your Giants factor. Yeah, I mean, Fackrell, Justin, we'll, we'll talk while Dan's gone. I mean, how, how big of an impact do you think Fackrell being back is? I think it's huge. I think it probably makes more of an impact in the running game than it does. It probably makes more of an impact in the running game but also a significant impact in terms of getting to the quarterback. Cause that is actually a guy that you can have that you feel comfortable getting at the quarterback and you can kind of just leave him one-on-one and feel confident that he can at least do that adequately. Well, but especially in the running game and the guy that can set the edge, I think it's huge. Yeah. I, that face shield was getting on my nerves. It was getting too hot. Um, yeah, so, man, I, I think he's going to be a big deal. All right, Justin, who is your giant factor? for week 17 sorry i'm looking at danny in the background right now <laughs> wait danny unfortunately because we're on speaker mode uh not everybody could see you walking back what kind of shorts do you have on are they like island themed oh, shorts yeah, baggies themed, baby look at these things Woo, they the sh- oh my gosh you're oh. so pale please take that off the screen yeah, bro there's nothing there's no sun anymore it disappeared oh, talking talking giants after dark we just got right just got a good shot of danny's likes <laughs> Hope you enjoy that if you love Danny. Uh, for whoever this they w- guy... They wanted more Danny. They got it. They wanted more Danny. And they certainly got it. My giant factor for this week is Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers needs to be a dude. Needs to be a guy. Jabril Peppers, he has the most pass deflections out of any year this out of any year in his career this year. He has more sacks than any year in his career this year. He needs to be a dude that is flying around the football field that is making plays. I want Graham to send him on blitzes, get to the quarterback. Dalton is not a little hamster like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. Get Andy Dalton on the ground. Send the elaborate blitz packages, disguise things, disguise things for Andy Dalton, uh, confuse him. So send your peppers on the blitz, pass breakups deep down the field, be a playmaker, be a giant factor. Yeah, for sure. 
Peppers, man, my guy. I, like you said, he um, he's been kind of quiet the past couple of weeks, man. Like you said, be be a playmaker. That's what you that's what you're on this team to do is make plays. Um, I know he's been put in some different roles, but yeah, make make plays this week, Jarrell Peppers. No excuses this week. My giant factor is a guy who, in the first eight games of the year, Justin Danny, he had 32 catches, 485 yards, three touchdowns. 57% catch rate. Pretty good second-year campaign. Pretty good. You know, we all knew he wasn't number one, but it, it, pretty good. In the last seven games, he's had 16 catches, 244 yards, no touchdowns, and a 44% catch rate. But this is a Dallas defense, like we said, that is susceptible to big plays that can be attacked over the middle on dig routes and uh, uh, on different types of plays. Darius Slayton, man, we need you this week. We can't just rely on Sterling Shepard and getting some tight passes in the Dante Mack and Evan Ingram. We need you for the big plays. And you were part of that in Dallas. I know one was called back, but you had some big plays in that game, Darius Slayton. This is a game, man, going into playoffs. Just like I was talking about with Daniel Jones uh, yesterday or earlier in the show. Finish your season off strong. Finish year two off strong. Leave a good taste in our mouth on year two. Because people are down on you right now, man. I'm not, you know... I'm not the one of these people saying, oh, he's a number three, he's a number four. But remind us why we like you. Remind us, because we haven't been reminded why we like you in a while, Darius. You had some, you've had some drops. You've had some big drops. Going back to Cincinnati, remind us why we like what you do and remind us of that connection you had with Daniel Jones' rookie year. Where that, that was a connection. Those guys had a connection. Remind us, Darius Slayton, be a giant factor i mean that's big because bobby we even talked about this week you know if we're going to be bringing in two wide receivers this offseason that we would substantially want to get a decent amount of playing time would we want sterling shepherd or darius slayton snap share to be cut down <laughs> we've been asking these questions and i think in 2019 if we if, if we said at the end of 2019 or the beginning of 2020 that by twenty, the start of 2021, Darius Slayton would be a, like a fourth string guy. I think we would say that you're crazy, but honestly, that's not crazy for the drops that he's had. Obviously, we don't know the extent of an injury, but finishing 2020 off on a high note and finishing off with the good game against Dallas when he made some good plays first time around, that would do a lot for our confidence uh, for him heading into next year. For sure, for sure. Speaking of confidence... I, I won quick picks this year, guys. Um, we're only doing six games this week because of uh, we just wanted to do playoff implication games. I'm in first place at 80 and 48. I went seven and two last week. Justin, you went three and six last week. You're at 69 and 59. Tough. And then Danny, you went seven and two. The listeners went two and seven. So you guys right now are tied for second place at 72 and 56. And if there's, you know, if it gets real crazy, Justin, you can compete for second place. So, I mean, I've wrapped up the win, but, uh, you know, I, I'm very humble. You know, like, yes, am I an awesome picker? Do I understand the NFL at a deeper rate than most people and, and realize, you know, different matchups? Yeah, I do. But, um, you know, that's not what we're here. I, I want to see, Danny, I want to see you take over second place. Um, this week, the guest picker is Tim Coffey. Now, if Tim oh. Coffey wins second place and plays, plays really good, he's never going to let us hear the end of it. So, we got to make sure that, you know, it doesn't happen. So I hope, I hope most of it, I hope, well, actually, I don't know, but I, I just hope he doesn't have a good week. Cause I know I'm Tim rooting Coffey, for Tim. 
He'll I'm never let us him. hear the end of it. He'll never let us hear the end of it. I'm rooting for myself. In the first game, he's going Dolphins. We got Dolphins at Bills. Ryan Fitzpatrick won't be there because of COVID. So it's Tua, you got to step up. Um, I know the um, the Dolphins have more to play for, but I'm, I'm going the Bills, man. I, I The Bills are a really good team. And I think they'll they'll relish in possibly knocking out the Dolphins. Justin? Bills. I want to hear Danny's line one more time. Is he going to do it? Look at me. Look at me. Camera. It's got on oh, a Dolphins shirt. Zoom in. I do have on a Dolphins shirt, but the Bills are playing for second place in the AFC. They want to host two playoff games. Look at me. Nobody, and I mean nobody, circles the wagons like them Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, Bills, Bills. All right, we got Ravens at Bengals. I just put this in because the Ravens need to win, and we only had five other games. Are we all going Ravens? Listeners went Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I just had I just put that in there because it is playoff implications. So right now we have the the Dolphins out. I don't know. We'll see. Now this is another one. Pittsburgh at the Browns. Now Big Ben's not going to be starting. Mason Rudolph's going to be starting. But the Browns have some COVID issues, and you know I don't know how how much is going to affect them for this game. But they just coming off a loss to the Jets. Tim Coffey's going with the Browns, but I got to agree with him here, guys. I'm going the Browns. I think the Browns are going to win this game, Danny. Man, uh, you know what? Because the COVID one, who knows if the Browns can even play Sunday? So I'm going to go the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mason Rudolph's got something to prove. Actually, wait, no, 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 no. Hang on. Oh, they're benching T.J. Watt, aren't they? I don't know. You Not already picked the Steelers, though. You, you, Screw it. You're yeah, going give me the, Steelers. the listeners. Give me the Steelers. All right, you're going against the listeners. Justin. Browns. Cleveland. I re- it would be so funny that Cleveland hasn't made the playoffs in 20 years, and they had two 10-win seasons where it wasn't enough to get into the playoffs. Like, I'm really rooting against them. Yeah, if Cleveland did that, they, they might lose their mind if they don't get to the playoffs with 10 wins. I, I, I just need it. I need it. Um, all right, next we got Car- Cardinals at Rams. No Jared Goff. I can't even remember the guy's name. It's like John Walford or something, the guy that's starting. He lost out a funny John Walford stat or fact. He lost out in a starting job battle at Vanderbilt to Kendall Hinton, who was the wide receiver who played quarterback for the Broncos in their COVID week. I thought they were saying John Wall at first half the time. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, wait, the guy's name's John Wall. Yeah, I mean the Rams. There's, I don't know, <laughs> how is this guy going to carry them? Someone said that Rams need to find their next C.J. Anderson immediately. What's that the guy's name? The game. Who? The, the quarterback? quarterback for the Rams. It's John Walford. You're right. I just thought Walford. they were saying. Okay. I thought they were saying John Wall at first, and I was really confused. Point guard for the Washington point. Wizards. No, the point guard for the Houston Rockets. I'm, I'm a little behind now. Yeah, a little behind. But yeah, uh, Arizona wins. Uh, obviously, Rams win. and they don't have Cooper Cup either. Get out of here! Oh, they don't have Cooper Cup either. I don't so believe you're going. You say you're going with Cardinals. Yes. Listeners went Rams. Okay. I would also agree with going with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I probably, I if if the Rams were fully healthy, I, I probably would have picked them. But um. Sorry, Wake Forest, not Vanderbilt. Kyle oh my was God! It? I mean, similar similar colors. I thought you said you knew football. I always get Vandy and Wake Forest mixed up. Similar colors, gold, gold and black. Didn't didn't Wake Forest just lose the Mayo Bowl to Wisconsin? I love yesterday? mayonnaise. Big Mayo fan. Mayo Mayo is a great uh, condiment. Light Mayo. 
Well, yeah, right. Lightning, of course. I'm going Cardinals too. Packers at Bears. Listeners are going Packers. Listen, I've been on the train all year. I got off of it, but I'm back on it. The Bears are going to be in the playoffs. The Bears are going to be in the playoffs, and they are not going to be an easy out either. Their offense has been clicking. They got more to play for. Bear down. I'm going Bears. Justin, who do you got? How come the Vikings aren't on the list this week? Because they're, they're, they're not trash. in it. What? They they're des- not in the playoff one because they lost last week. They deserve it. Um, Kirk Cousins had a great year. Uh, Packers. Uh, yeah, I'm going for the Packers because they're still playing from the number one seed. So give me the Green Bayest of Packers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the – there you go. NFC standings. They don't – because the Seahawks won last week. This week yeah. is for the NFC, the number one seed. So I'm on an island with the, pack, with the Bears. Trubisky wins. Do you think they give him a contract, a one-year deal? No. No? A no. one-year deal? Yes, they'll give him a one-year deal. Because who, who else are they going to bring in? Someone's going to give Trubisky a, 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 a three, four-year deal. Well, Watch. yeah, not three, four-year. Not now, obviously. Somebody's going to. No, nobody's New York Jets. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody's going to do that. But he could use a change of scenery, too, um, even though he's still going to suck. Washington at Eagles. Listeners are going Eagles. I mean, it's kind of – we all have to go Eagles, right? Correct. But see, like, can we do like a cov- cat? No, because the Giants are going to win. No, that'd be silly. No, no, there won't be no need to change up who wins. Uh, yes, the Eagles, please. Wait, wait, Justin. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Aren't you saying you're like a jinx? And like, no, you, no. Not, I, picked, the- I did. Did we need? Who do we need to win last week? The Cowboys. Yeah. Did I pick? Who did I pick last week? You picked the Eagles last week. Should I pick Washington this week because I have to do the same thing? I have to I, pick the opposite team. I have I mean, been I, the worst. I don't picker. believe in jinxes. I hate I hate jinxes, but oh, all when right, it comes you, to our you, fate, I'm kind of like, maybe you should do it. All right, fine. Washington. Wash I got I got an iced coffee for like four weeks straight just because the Giants were winning. All right, Washington will win. Put me down for Washington. Justin or Danny, what is your prediction for Giants hosting the Dallas Cowboys? New York Giants, they, they can't control their fate, but they can control heading into uh, Sunday night with a win. The New York Giants will win. They will defeat the Dallas Cowboys in their home stadium and send Jerry Jones home sad as he is up up there. The New York Giants will win. They're not going to score 30 points because they're not allowed to. That's not how they operate under Jason Garrett. The Giants, 23. The Dallas Cowboys, I'm going 22. Because for some reason, the games always feel close at MetLife Stadium the past few years. Justin. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Giants twenty-seven, Dallas twenty-four, on a Graham Gano last-second field goal. I would like to kind of be a little anxious a little bit. That image in my head just makes me so happy. Graham Gano last-second field goal, and we all capture our reactions. And I, 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 I would like it. I would like that to happen. I have a hot take. Uh, the Giants will attempt that fake field goal again against Dallas this week. They're going to get revenge on him. Cam Fleming will be set. He's set this time. I want to win so bad. I want to win. I'm, I like just, I got the, just saying that got the emotions out of me. I want to win so bad. I want the playoffs so freaking bad. I just, I cannot wait for the Sunday. I can't. If you're listening to this on Sunday, what you're feeling right now, I can't wait for that feeling. I cannot wait to wake up on Sunday. With play, I mean, this is playoff football. This is playoff football we're in right here, boys and girls. This is playoff football, and big time players make big time plays in big time games. 
let's win this freaking game, man. Adapt or die. Adapt or die. Yeah, has this season went, you know, perfectly? No. But we got ourselves a shot, man. We got ourselves a chance. Take care of what you need to do, New York Giants. Take care of it. Get behind this team. F a draft pick, man. F a draft pick. Who gives a damn about a draft pick? Screw a draft pick. I don't, I don't play to draft. You know, Mr. Brownstone says, we play to win. We don't play to draft. We play to win the game. And the Giants are going to win. And they're going to be in the playoffs because the Eagles are going to win. Giants 77, Cowboys 0. And the Giants will be the 2020 NFC East champions hosting a playoff game versus the Bucks. who they'll beat. Who they'll face in the second round, they'll beat. Who they'll beat in the championship round. This team, there's something special about it. Giants 77, Cowboys 0. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for all the support this season. But the season is not over. We appreciate you guys. See you on the next episode. Until then, Victory Monday podcast summon soon. Let's go Big Blue.